Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Pick and Save Wisconsin a Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On 1250 AM, the fan, I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host. Again, he's the associate head coach at Arrowhead, past president of the WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member. He's Tom Swiddle. Hey, Coach, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, Mike. It's been a long weekend, but yeah. uh, I've hung in there. <laughs> not, not for all of us. <laughs> I've been, you know, I got to bed nice and early. I went. In fact, Tom, I was, uh, I was over at uh, Wisconsin Lutheran College, their their athletic fields last night. Uh, Tim Tebow was in town. Yeah, and um, I've got to tell you, the head football coach at uh, Wisconsin Lutheran got up. And uh, he spoke for about 15 minutes, and he's got a little uh, he's got a little pastor in him, man. Oh, he, he does. Eric is Eric's an amazing individual. He was so good. And then Tebow got up and said, "Hey, I don't know if that guy can coach, but boy, he can preach. The brother can <laughs> preach a little bit." And this Tebow event, I can't tell you how how great Wisconsin Lutheran does a really nice job with these events like an yeah. exceptional job and I was there with my sister-in-law Kathy LaMoffa brother-in-law Todd and then my daughter Katie and, and her husband John Bonner and we sat there and Tebow got up and, and it was kind of a question and answer thing but he sure talked a lot about a lot of different parts of his life and why it was such a great event to be at. But I have to tell you, you know, I was home in bed by nine thirty or something. Yeah. <laughs> Little... well, I went to the I went to the one that, that they had Tony Dungy. Yep, I was and at I that one as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, I remember that, and that was a great event. And and had it not been for the clinic falling on. You know, the, the same weekend, the same night as that, I'm sure I would have gone there. Hey, Tom, the, the, one of the best stories that he had was he talked about he was a senior in high school and he had narrowed his two decisions down to Florida and Alabama. And 
the ESPN was going to cover his decision live. And the night before he went to his dad, he said, look, I can't make a decision. Where should I go? His dad said, Tim, you've always made great decisions. We trust you. You'll make the right decision. So he went to his mom. He said, look, I can't make the decision. Help me. Where should I go? His mom said, Tim, you've always made great decisions. We trust you'll make the best decision. So we went to his brothers and sisters. They all said the same thing. Ten minutes before five, they're going to go live. The next day, he still hasn't made the decision. And his dad said, look, you need to just pick one person you met on each campus and say, okay, that's where I want to go. So he decides to go to Florida. He calls Coach Shulin. He's crying. He said, Coach, I'm sorry, but I made the decision. I'm going to go to Florida. Coach Shulin said, you know what? I love you more now than I did 10 minutes ago. You know what? It's okay. You're going to be a great college football player. I wish you nothing but the best. Hangs up, and he goes, oh, man, maybe I should be going to Alabama. <laughs> and then he called uh, co- He called the coach in Florida, and his the guy's phone died. So he never told him. He went live on ESPN. It just was a very, very funny story. So, yeah. hey, I look forward to today's show. Our first guest, WFCA president, Hall of Fame chair, John Hoke. And uh, I, should I call him the retired football coach? Is that what I – I don't know how to call yeah, what I to call him. Yeah, I think you have to. You have to yeah. tell. Well, yeah, 39 you... years at Lancaster and, you know, 327 and 117, sixth uh, on the state's all-time win list. Made the playoffs every year since 1993. That John Hoke. Hey, yeah. uh, Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, as Tom said, it's uh, you know it's quite a long weekend uh, when you put this associ- this uh, clinic together and uh, everything that goes and it ends tonight in the Hall of Fame, which you've been a part of, Mike, and you know how great that oh, is. Oh, it's just the best. It's just the best, and that happens tonight. And hey, John, before we get to this weekend and tonight, and I know that that's what we want to talk to you about. Look, as the season, you know, it's getting to be now really warm. But you know what happens at the end of the summer here is you get ready to to, to coach football. How are you doing with with the decision to retire, and and are you feeling pretty good about that? Or are you starting to get anxious a little bit? Well, you know, I. I could spend an hour telling you all the reasons why and why not and when <laughs> about it. But, yeah, I, I feel good. Uh, my wife and I are really happy with where we are. We've spent a lot of time dedicating, and she is too, to, to football. And it's not kind of nice to maybe think about not having to uh, do some things in the summer. But then here I am. Uh, I end up, We relocated or about a half mile from a, a high school, honestly, that I went to, and so did she when we were – uh, growing up, and now I have my nieces and nephews, kids going through, starting, and they want me to run the weight room. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can, oh man, what? Hey, John, what high school did you go to? Elma High School, uh, right along the river, about sixty miles above La Crosse. Oh man, what a beautiful part of the state that is. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, we we really enjoy it. I mean, uh, besides going across the road and then a railroad track. Uh, the Mississippi River's right there. So, Man. and then uh, right behind our house is uh, bluffs along the Mississippi River. So, 
we couldn't be happier. Well, and you'll be uh, running the weight room, and I, you'll be all of a sudden. What happens? They'll get you to scout a little bit, break down a little film. Coach, can you just you'll help be us running with... the triple option? Yes, you know what? <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, next year or two years, we'll have him on. He's on the staff at Elma, and you know that whole retirement thing will be gone. Hey, John, um, let's talk a little bit about you know this weekend, and and I just praise you guys for for having this thing and and doing it right and running it, and I know that uh, there's been so much work put into it, but I've talked to a couple of guys that were up there uh, yesterday, and they're still up there today. Just a great event by uh, by by certainly the WFCA and everybody involved. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of uh, wheels that go around, and, and I, I would I would be really poor if I did not talk about how, how this got started back in in the 70s and a group got together and decided to want to do it and, and uh you know and then it went around and then dick rundle became the executive director and he just took it to a new level and, and now dan brunner's our executive director and he's taken it even past what uh i could imagine a clinic and a association could be at uh uh you know dan does an outstanding job running our running it and you know, he's very open-minded to everybody's ideas, but when it comes down to it, he'll make a great decision at the end of, yes, we can do it, or no, we can't, because, you know, that has to happen all the time. Yeah, tough decisions across the board, and a lot of great ones made by, by Dan and others involved in, in the clinic committee, and uh, Mike, I just want to say one thing, you know, you and I have talked about the Rushmore of, uh, uh, you know, football coaches in the state, John is certainly on that. You know, he is he is somebody who is, has done so much for football in our state, not just, you know, with the, the program in Lancaster, but um, I've had the opportunity to work with John through the years on a lot of things. He does everything with, in, with first-class intentions and has never made a decision that affects the state based on what would be best for Lancaster. And that's really hard to find an individual who, are, who is looking for, you know, what is best for the state of Wisconsin and what might not be best for their own program. So, John, you are to be congratulated for a great year and, or excuse me, a great career and, and all the things that you've done. So I just wanted to say that uh, publicly. Um, we're going into, you know, the event that, that you're most involved with on Clinic Weekend, which is the Hall of Fame. And it's a little different this year. Um, you know, we, we've got an unusually large Hall of Fame class going in. Can you explain why that is? Yeah, I can. And uh, you know, and, you know, you know, not until three or four weeks ago that we know we could even run it. Kind of, we hope to be normal uh, with everything that we're able to do with the, the amount of people and that are that are being inducted. Uh, you know, we we usually do ten a year, or try to keep it around that number of ten. Besides the people that are being uh, honored in awards and because of the unique thing of not being able to have the clinic last year we're doing those 10 plus we're doing five from really what we class to classify as a 2021 year and then next year we'll put in another five from the 2021 year and the 2022 year so um so it's going to be a little bit bigger but uh, the list is uh, of outstanding people. I mean, if I re- read through this and I look at it, it there's n- some outstanding ones, and you know, and I don't want to say one leads to m- one is more important than the other, but you know, I look at Joe Labuda, and he 
he had a heck of a career at Menominee and uh, might have the record number of people coming out of Menominee with Joe Laboot and Pat Bundy uh, both being put in the Hall of Fame at the same time. Um, over over 175 people oh, from man. the community of Menominee coming down to the clinic. That's so awesome. It's, it's wild. Well, well yeah, you, and I agree with you, John. Boy, when you look at this, you know, the, the, the individuals that are going in tonight, you know, every class is special, right? Every class is special, but this is an extremely strong class of people going into the Hall of Fame, both from 2020 and the new ones that were added for 2021. You know, guys, 100%, and in this area, you know, when you talk about Pat Cerrone at UW Oshkosh, talk about a guy who coached high school football in this area and uh, has a family, and his brother's going to the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame in September, and then you look at that class of 220 and, and Kurt DeNoyer, you know, from this area, and uh, you look Steve Rucks, Again, from this area, Bernie Schmidt from this area. There's a lot of a lot of people from Southeast Wisconsin. Brad Arnett, who's getting the Dave McLean Distinguished Service Award and well deserved, and Dave Keel, who's got the National High School Athletic Coaches Association Hall of Fame. You know, there's just a lot of of people that are from Southeast Wisconsin that listen, guys that listen to the show every week that hear us talk about these guys a lot. And and it is it's it's such a good class. And the Pat Cerrone one for me, I got. Tell you, John, and and I know that uh, Tom has heard this story, but we lost my mom a year ago, and she never missed this show. John, she listened yeah. to this uh, high school sports show that I do every week, and one week we had Coach Cerrone on, and my and he's on the air, and my phone is going off, and it's my mom calling, and she's living down at the Catholic home on the east side of Milwaukee, and. I'm thinking, well, what is she doing? She knows I'm on the air. So I tell Pat, hey, can we go to an early break? We'll hold on. We'll keep you for another segment. I run outside. I go, you okay? She goes, yeah, I wouldn't play for this guy. I go, what? <laughs> she 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 was like 89 years old at that point. John, she goes, I wouldn't play for him. He's too cocky. And I go, wow, okay. She goes, I want you to go on the air and you tell him that. I said, you got it. So I go on the air. I said, hey, Pat, just so you know, my mom called during the break and she wanted you to know that she wouldn't play for you. And she says, you're too cocky. And Pat said, what's your mom's name? I said, Joan. He said, Joan, when you win as much as I do, you can be a little bit cocky. Well, my mom was like, I'll never play for that guy. So I love, John Hoke, I love the fact that Pat Cerrone is going in. Hey, um... I can't believe the amount that you had talked about of people coming in from Menominee. And what a special tribute to the two guys, Joe Labuda and, and Pat Bunny, going into the Hall of Fame tonight from Menominee that that many people will be coming to the event tonight. Yeah, and, it, you know, and there's, you know, up in that area, the Northwest, there's a few other guys coming. So it's going to be a big Northwest uh, uh, kind of section of uh, people coming in. You know, if you, if you go from across area on up there, if you call that the Northwest, I don't know what you call the Northwest. It's uh, it's it's unique, but there's some outstanding people from that area. So it's going to be a big contingent from the Northwest part of the state down there to this, tonight for this this event. Which uh, you know, I I, I also won't be uh, correct in my radio if I did not say it's Pat or Pat. Excuse me, Sharna. Uh, as we all know, yes, it just keeps us organized and. <laughs> you know, she's the one who collects, uh, makes sure everybody gets their tickets that they need and troubleshoots and and does all of those type of things 
for this event. And I'm glad she's taking care of the money. I know I'd screw that up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and, I, we, and we can trust Sharna, that's for sure. And, John, I can <laughs> yeah. tell you that on this show a number of times, uh, Townsville said, look, I don't know where we would be without, without uh, Sharna Kelsey. I don't know where we'd be, and she she really takes care of all the stuff that us old football guys, we don't like doing that stuff. And we're not any good at it, but she's really good at it. So I'm so happy that you brought um, her name up and, and said thank you for her because she's definitely, you know, keeps guys like us uh, on this. You know what? Hopefully she can take care of all the stuff that we're really bad at, and she does it, like, without even breaking a sweat. So, guys, let's get to a break. Got a lot of questions for John Hoke. He's a WFCA president, Hall of Fame chair with the Hall of Fame banquet going tonight. We've got a number of questions for John. My co-host, as always, is Tom Swiddle. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside, kind of, my co-host. He's Tom Swiddle. He is the associate head coach at Arrowhead. Our special guest, WFCA President, Hall of Fame Chair, John Hoke. Hey, John, when you guys get prepared for for the um, what's going to happen tonight, the all just the Hall of Fame banquet and all everything that goes along with that. The template that you guys had prior to COVID, are you able to keep that same template? Yes, we are. And and that's what I kind of mentioned earlier that about three or four weeks ago, we didn't know what we were going to be able to. They talked about a variety, you know, we're brainstorming and, you know, one of the craziest things was running in two different rooms and, uh, but we're all able to do, we just got to spread out and, and, uh, with the new, uh, mandates that have just gone through recently uh we're able to be we hope normal (laughs) yeah i'm sure it's going to be normal and and when you talk about a normal hall of fame banquet for the wfca you're talking about an event that uh is well planned out and and runs extremely smooth and and uh, i think is a really special evening for all of the inductees and of course their their guests that are there to witness that and Oh, Mike, you went through that a few years ago. I did. What were, what, yeah, what were your first impressions when, you know, just sitting there and, and taking it well, all in? I, I, my wife, my first question my wife had is, who did the seating chart and why are we next to Paul Crest, like the head football coach <laughs> at Wisconsin? Like, hold on a second, somebody here doesn't belong. And then my family and my tables came in, and getting back to my mom, I, she kind of like waved me over and she said, Michael, I. I thought this was going to be like the awards banquet at St. Peter and Paul when you were in grade school. I said, no, Ma, this is a little bit different. I just loved um, the amount of love that everybody felt, not only from their tables, but from everybody in the building. And it was just, and and I thought Dave Keel was so good. He was so good. And he just highlighted, promoting, celebrating everybody. And it just was a really special evening. I can tell you in the office at my house, um, my wife took the program from that night, a picture we took with, with a bunch of people that were there with us, and then the plaque, and she put it in this frame. And I look at it every day, Tom. 
Oh, like cool. literally every day that I'm in my office, I look up and and my mom is in that picture. That's one of the reasons I look at it. But that plaque and and it's a daily occurrence that I think of that night and I look at that that plaque and I look at what my wife put together for it and I I just always smile because it was just one of the best nights of my life. Well, and, and you know, again, all of that is. You know, it goes back to, to John and, and certainly to Sharna and, and all the people that are uh, involved in this Hall of Fame thing. And, and uh, yeah, I, I know that our inductees tonight, they kind of know what's going to happen, you know, but they don't really know what's going to happen, John. And that's true. That's, you know, you, you know if you've been to it, you kind of know it. Uh, but, it, you know, I was to many of them. And all of a sudden I was inducted one year and, uh you know, and all of a sudden, you know, it really hits you when you look out there on the stage and all these, and there's a t- one, two, three, four tables, whatever it is, coming to help you celebrate that evening and, and family members that, that have come together that, you know, from both sides of your husband, the husband and wife, it, it's just amazing. It's, it's truly kind of breathtaking. You really have to take a second, and I always take a second even now, and and look at it and just go, my, my, how much influence uh, some of these uh, coaches have had on kids and, and and the communities. It's unbelievable. Hey, John and Tom, and you've been part of this as well. Can you talk a little bit about the selection process and how that works? Kind of behind the scenes, the amount of work that goes in to select the people that will be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, we can. Uh, you know, it's been... It's been a process. I was on a committee long before I became the Hall of Fame chairman, and and uh, you know we've tried to refine it all the time as, as we go. And we, we honestly send out a, a questionnaire now to uh, the inductees and say how could we make this better? Because you know we're always looking, and and honestly most of the time it couldn't have been any better. So that was it. But as far as the background, at, at the beginning of May you're supposed to have. Uh, uh, all of the people are, are nominated or, or uh, yeah, the people nominate people to go into the Hall of Fame. And then we start a process where we gather information. And around uh, June 1st, which uh, everything's a little different this year, but then there's uh, the, uh, the list of nominees and all their information goes to all the people who are on the committee. Uh, we put together a rubric to help kind of uh, get get all the information down that we need and then we end up meeting now last year we met zoom i believe yeah and, uh, hopefully this year we can get back together because i know that tom and dan really like that salad that they have <laughs> is that what they call that a salad okay all right <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we get back together that usually happens in, in sometime in june um but like everything's different so i, I, I was going to talk to dan uh, this next week and say, okay, when should we do it? Should we try to get back at the end of June and, and get things back to the normal normal state of of, of selection? And so it, it goes goes really, I mean, you you have to look at it. We look at head coaches, college coaches, assistant coaches, combination head, head and assistants. Uh, so it's a, it's a big process of, uh, you know, really being, it's not just, okay, let's uh, introduce, Tony Biola, uh, you know, he's a great guy, but no, he, he, they go through the history of them and then we have to evaluate that. And yeah. some, we, some we think need to go in this year and some will say, let's put him on a, 
hey, he's a next year guy or something like that. So right, it's, right. it's a long process. Well, and, and what uh, has really been helpful in being a part of the committee myself is the rubric that John put together is so helpful. You know, where you know you're assigning points, if you will, for for different things on their on their resume. And the other thing that I really like is, um, you know, John has put together a committee that truly represents the entire state. So we have individuals from every part of the state and and coaches who represent the different size schools in the state. So it's not like it's all large school guys or all small school guys, you know, and we just have a great mix. And there are certainly people that get brought up for discussion that I truly don't know anything about. And, you know, I rely on that person who is from that part of the state who knows that person well for, you know, and I, and I take very seriously what they share about them. So um, there really is, Mike, a, a big vetting process, um, you know, for the Hall of Fame selection. And, and again, it, it all is because of, of the way John has organized things. It is so well run. Hey, uh, John, you know what's really cool is that next year then those plaques go uh, up at Lambeau. And then uh, it, it. my wife and I, that following year, we, we were up in Green Bay for our anniversary. And, and my wife said, hey, why don't we go over and take a look at that plaque? I said, no, nah, it'd be okay. And I, I you know, we don't have to do that. She goes, no, let's do that. So we go over there and... For some reason, I was right above Vince Lombardi, right? And I'm kind of laughing. And a woman comes up and goes, oh, my God. I go, yeah, that's me. She goes, yeah, I don't care about that. Are you John McGivern's brother? I go, what? She goes, is he funny all the time? I go, lady, look at I'm right above Vince Lombardi. She goes, I don't know anything about football, but I'm wondering, is your brother funny all the time? Well, I laughed because I had just kind of stuck my chest out a little bit. Yeah. Like I was the guy there for a second. And all this woman wanted to know is if my brother was funny all the time. And I just, it, it just knocked you down a notch, but I took a couple of pictures and I still have them. If you guys want me to send it to you with me, just above Vince Lombardi, you guys let me know. I'll, I'll send it over to you at any time. But it was just been, when you, asked Tom what that was like what that event was like for me it, it not only that night but the, you know the the three months prior getting the tables yeah. together and people bringing in and and family and friends coming in from way out of town and then even like weeks and months later still getting a chance to talk about it it just is an event that these guys that are going to be inducted tonight you know, they just don't really, they don't know what, what an impact this is going to be on their lives. And, and John, I can't thank you enough. And, and Tom, for all the work that you guys do and everybody who's on that board, you're changing these guys' lives. And it's going to be tonight that they're going to understand that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it's just an amazing event. And, uh, you know, and that got started and it grew and it's, it's unbelievable. And, I'm not, I don't want to, I did want to bring this up. You know, I've been to both the baseball and the basketball uh, Hall of Fame events, and, and I'm a little prejudiced because I'm a football guy, but I, I even if I wasn't a football guy, and ours, ours is really an outstanding event, and those events are, are great too, but I, I, I'm really happy. And one of the best things, I don't know, Mike, if you thought it, is when you go through and they do the, uh, uh, film where they present oh. all the pictures of uh, past, present, as you as a little kid. It, I, I mean, that's really a neat part of the program. 
It's a great part. And I took a, uh, had somebody videotaped that. And uh, I, I, I watch it uh, probably more than I should, to be honest with you. And I didn't know the song Boys of Fall. I'm not a big country guy, but boy, I like that song now. I'll tell you that. That is for sure. He is John Hoke, WFCA president, Hall of Fame chair. And Doug, hey, hey, John, have fun tonight. And thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. Thank you very much. And great job with the program. And uh, Tom is really, I, I want to tell you, he is always looking forward. How can we make WFCA better? And part, being part of this radio show that you guys put on is just one of the little things that he has done since he's been involved in our in our executive committee. Well, he's uh, he's the best. I, I know that. Yeah, and I'm looking you. forward. Hey, I'm looking forward to finding how, how the fine arrows are going to be this year. And, and I'd love to be a fly in the wall about mid-August in the Hoke <laughs> residence to see him pacing back and forth because I think that's going to happen. He is John Hoke. We're going to get you a break. Other side of the break, Bernie Schmidt, retired coach from Cudahy High School, is going to join us. He's being inducted in the Hall of Fame tonight. And we look forward to getting a chance to talk to Bernie Schmidt. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, past president of WFCA and associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Our next guest, he's uh, got a big night tonight, I got to tell you. He's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame tonight. Retired football coach from Cudahy High School, he's Bernie Schmidt. Hey, coach, how are you? I'm fine. I'm doing well. Man, excited for tonight? Yeah, I am. I'm uh, pretty excited about it. It's it's been 52 years since I first had my uh, first coaching assignment. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, hey, Bertie, talk about, if you can, kind of your resume at this point. 52 years. Talk a little bit about how you got into coaching, where you coached. Well, uh, I was teaching in the city of Milwaukee, uh, and I was a swimming coach at the time. And uh, I got a call from some friends of mine that there was an opening in Cudahy, and so I applied, and uh, little did I realize I was going to be coaching football at the time. <laughs> and that's how I got in. Man. And I was very fortunate to come in. I, uh, the head coach's name was Jerry Bow. He had just been hired. Yep. And he was at West Ellis Central for 10 years prior to that, and then uh, prior to that he was at West Ellis, uh, East Troy. Well, he put together a staff that came in new that year, four of us, and uh, – we came from four different schools, and before I signed, I went and talked to him, and I said, Jerry, uh, if you're interested in me, I'm willing to learn, uh, but you're going to have to be patient. And that was the beginning of it, 52 two years ago. Wow. That's unbelievable, Bernie, just unbelievable. And um, like Mike, I want to just congratulate you on uh, your induction tonight, and, and it's going to be one of the best nights of your life. I absolutely guarantee it. And you know, Mike, uh, Bernie and I have something in common. Um, we're, we're alumni of the old Suburban Conference, which was uh, you know a great athletic conference, especially in football. And you know, there's a lot of people that don't even know about the Suburban Conference or you know remember the Suburban Conference. 
Bernie, talk a little bit about, you know, Cudahy being in the Suburban Conference all those years. Well, I tell you, it was a fantastic conference. Uh, it was competitive. It included, in those days, if you recall, uh, we weren't divided by size. Right. It was, it was pretty much geographical, and Milwaukee Suburban uh, evolved as a result of the city having its conference, and then as the cities evolved, uh, and expanded, uh, then we've, they, they created a new conference with, uh, called the Milwaukee Suburban. And the teams in there were the two Tulsa schools, East and West. There was one Waukesha school at the time. One Waukesha, Waukesha yeah. Well, eventually became Waukesha South. Then Whitefish Bay, Shorewood, West Milwaukee, West Ellis Central, um, and West Ellis Hale. And, final, and the final two were Cudahy and South Milwaukee. Okay. Correct. I, was, I thought you might miss out on your, your great rival, South Milwaukee. Oh, I, I would apologize. never miss out on South Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just a, a great conference, and, and Mike with just super coaches in that league. I mean, you know, Bernie has mentioned Jerry Bowl, but, I mean, every every program had a, a guy that is, you know, Hall of Fame um, coach, and, and as, as Bernie said, it was an extremely competitive conference, and you know, I know I was at Wauwatosa. My first year at Wauwatosa East was in 1982, and, and uh, you know, the, the Suburban Conference disbanded soon thereafter. 84 was the last year for the Suburban Conference, but it is, you know, one of those conferences like the old Catholic Conference, Mike, sure. you know, with Mesmer oh. and all that, you know, that people don't even realize how, you know, how competitive and great these old conferences were at one oh. time because, you know, we change conferences now, like, it seems like all the time, right? Yeah, and and look, I, when you say the Catholic Conference, even the old Metro Conference, you know, that for me just rings true because I coached in it, played in it, all of that, and every night, yeah, if you if you weren't ready to play, you were going to get beat. And when Bertie talked about the teams he'd – and the schools that were in that. Hey, Bernie, talk a little bit about, um, and I've told people this, that that are younger and they kind of look at me like, what? That rivalry between Cudahy and South Milwaukee back in the day was, I mean, you had to get tickets, you know, a couple of weeks prior to even getting a game. And it just was one of those rivalry games that it didn't matter what the records were. You kind of threw them out. And and that's kind of cliche to say, but man, that that's the truth, correct? Oh, it is. Uh, it, I didn't believe it when I first got to Cudahy. I mean, I was told about it, you know, as we were having summer sessions and so forth, but uh, I never really believed it until I saw it. Uh, it was incredible. It, well, would it be, you're, you're exactly correct. The, the tickets would be sold out way in advance. You would have an excess of seven, 8,000 people. The stadiums were jammed. The, the tracks around both schools were filled three, four feet, people deep standing all the way around the tracks and uh, then they were on the outside of the fences looking in and it was really quite a thing but you are absolutely correct on throwing the records out bill spahos a hall of famer from south milwaukee was an outstanding coach and had a terrific staff just a fantastic staff and uh, the competition between the two staffs and, and schools was it's traditionally and historically extremely strong and we were very happy to be part of that and very pleased to be able to keep the tradition going. And you're right, you never knew who was going to win that darn game. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned Spotholz and his staff and what a great job. John Richmond from Tulsa East came from 
Bill Spothole's staff at South Milwaukee. So there is a lot of, I don't know, inbreeding in the conference. <laughs> you know, people uh, jumping from one school to the next and then being immediately successful at whatever school they went to. Well, you mentioned another, John Richmond, just a fantastic individual. And, you know, the funny part is on this conference is that we would call it the gentleman's conference. And like you said, they all knew each other extremely well, the head coaches. And then as an extension of that, we assistants got to know each other as well and became not only competitors but actually very good friends. Yeah. And uh, the ironic part was that the championship team, the head coach would always host a dinner for the other head coaches after the season. And so it was truly a gentleman's type of conference, and you would do whatever you could to beat each other, of course, but then after the game you just slapped each other on the back and walked away and said, well, i got to go to my locker room now. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and Mike, you'd be hard-pressed to find, you know, a, a program that has, you know, as rich and successful tradition as Cudahy. Now, I know Cudahy in recent years has been kind of on hard times a little bit in football, but um, there was a time when Cudahy was absolutely one of the top programs, not just in the area of southeast Wisconsin, but in the state. And I remember my first year at Tulsa East in 82, we went to Cudahy, and they were they ended up winning the league that year in eighty two and they had a great football team in nineteen eighty two but I remember going down to Cudahy, and I don't know how it happened we were pretty good at Tulsa East, but we went in at halftime and we were winning seven to nothing and I have never been in a locker room at halftime that was more electric than the Tulsa East locker room that, hey, we're on top of Cudahy. (laughs) We're winning this game, you know, kids hooting and hollering, banging lockers. It was just intense. And then, of course, the second half came and Cudahy (laughs) became Cudahy again. And we ended up losing like 21 to 7. But it was just like that was the game of the year for us was playing Cudahy. You remember that, Bernie? Oh, I certainly do. And, you know, but that that was so typical of a conference game. Uh, You know, they were always intense they were always uh, close. Uh, very, very rarely was there a big blowout in any of those games. Right. And uh, that right. was exciting. It was really fun, and you had to be very well prepared, or it was going to come back to haunt you. Hey, hey, yeah, Bertie, Bertie when, when the Hall of Fame banquet starts tonight and you get a chance, maybe when it's over, to kind of just take a breath and think about your, your, your days on, on the sidelines at Cudahy, what what t- what type of of things will come up into your mind as far as some of the kids that you were able to to mentor or some of the wins or some of the tough losses? What do you think overall will will be kind of your first or second thought as far as your years at Cudahy? Uh Well, first of all, I would absolutely have to say uh, appreciation. Uh, I was just so appreciative uh, to have been given that opportunity uh, to work in Cudahy. You know, it's a fine community. The parents are very supportive of the staff and coaches, win or lose. Um, Days were quite different. I mean, uh, we didn't have social media and things like that. But the parents were always um, there behind us. Uh, They would stop after the games. They would talk to us before the games. Uh, That's the number one thing, the community. Secondly, uh, I would have to say it certainly was uh, the coaches that I worked with were just tremendous people because they taught me everything I knew and everything I learned. And I learned, uh, like most young people, by making silly, silly mistakes and errors. 
And uh, then eventually the students became uh, the benefactors of, of both of those things. And that's where we really become gratified. And that is when we think back on all these young men that we had the opportunity to coach, the, the, the privilege to coach them. Uh, we made our mistakes, certainly. Uh, we did a lot of good things, I think, as well. Uh, but we did our best. And a lot of those uh, young men have come back and many, many times have seen me in the community or call me or send notes. And uh, they, ironically, are saying a lot of the same things to their sons and now even their grandchildren as we said to them. And, uh, and I guess that just proves that one's legacy is carried on by uh, the people you've taught and, and worked with. And that, that's gratifying as an educator. Yeah, that's 100%. Hey, guys, we're going to get to a break. And uh, I don't think there's a better song to get to a break to than, than this one. And I thank Jeff for, for putting this out. And Bernie, this is a great song that you'll hear tonight for sure. He is Bernie Schmidt, tired coach from Cuddy High School, being inducted into the WFCA Hall of Fame tonight. The Hall of Fame banquet. Again, he is Bernie Schmidt. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, the associate head coach at Arrowhead. And our guest for one more segment is Bernie Schmidt, retired coach from Cudahy High School. Being He was selected to be put in the Hall of Fame tonight. And uh, we had a chance to talk to him a couple hours before this just phenomenal phenomenal thing that he's going to be going through tonight. Hey, Bertie, um, let's talk. What years were you at Cudahy? Well, uh, I was. I started in uh, 1969 and retired in 2003. Boy, I'll tell you what, there's some players that came through Cudahy during that span. Some... Oh, yeah, there really a lot of good players. Uh, but, but, you know, when you talk about good players, I, I think you um, have to really – broaden the picture a little bit because I think what's most gratifying is not necessarily that you coach a player that went to the NFL or tried out for the NFL or something like that. It's just the opportunity to have coached and guided these young men um, and send them on their way with a lot of good things. 100%. Tom, you'd agree with that for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's always a, it, it always comes down to at some point to the players and, and what they get out of it. And I know that when I've coached and I'm still coaching, you know, I want them to have a great experience and all coaches want that, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, there certainly were a lot of great players at cut through those years, but you know, Bernie, I went through and prepping for this show, you know, I tried to think, you know, who are the, the cut coaches that are in the hall of fame? Certainly players are a certain big part of their program, but sir was so were the coaches and, I've come up with a list here. I mean, Jerry Bull, Hall of Fame, Jeff Tricky, Hall of Fame, Kerry Vanay, Hall of Fame, Jeff Cavanaugh, Hall of Fame, and you've worked with all of them. Uh, am I missing anyone? Yeah, you're missing three of them. 
you're, you're right. I worked with every one. I worked with seven, seven of them. Uh, the first one was Joe Cooker, uh, the okay. longtime football coach in the 40s and 50s. And then Ed Race followed him. And Ed Race uh, came from Mesmer and Racine St. Catharines. Uh, and, of course, when I got there, Joe was athletic director and retired football coach. And Ed Race had been retired football coach and was head of guidance counselor. And then Jerry Bow came. And, of course, as I said, he was from East Troy, West Al Central. And then uh, the other people you mentioned, Kerry Vinay, Jeff Turkey, Jeff Cavanaugh, but also Clayton Lynn. Uh, who oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He went, he went to Waukesha West with yeah. Jeff Tricky and then uh, coach at St. Francis. So, yeah, I've, I've just been privileged uh, to have worked very, very closely with seven Hall of Fame people. Wow. And, hey, it, Mike, how many schools have had rub that off on, a, on, a, on somebody, yeah. some of their things? Say that again, Tom? I was just saying that, you know, how many schools can boast that many Hall of Fame members? I, I don't, not many. And, and rich tradition of Cudahy football. Hey, you know what? And the tough part for, for me, Bernie and, and Tom, is, look, I'm a grandfather of four. I remember, you know, I remember going to the Cudahy South Milwaukee game and what that felt like, and I didn't have a dog in the fight. And to be able to tell some of the younger coaches that that haven't seen that part of what kind of hay football was all about back then, and to be well, able to explain know, uh, to them. The kind of hay South Milwaukee conference uh, uh, competition was the longest single uh, rivalry in the state of Wisconsin for many, many years uh, until they broke up our conference around, uh, I think, right around 2000. Uh, right. We had the longest rivalry, and what would happen the week of the game the Cudahy South Milwaukee game, uh, they would list in the newspaper the scores from the previous, <laughs> going back to the 20s. Uh, and Jerry Bow used to joke all the time that Laddish Foundation, were, or Laddish Company rather, where all these uh, people work, many of them work from Cudahy South Milwaukee, right next to each other. More money is exchanged on that football <laughs> game than any other game. Ever, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Bernie. When when Joe Cook was in town and he was coaching Oak Creek, he used to say, "Look, if 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 I just disappear, and you don't, you, nobody can find me. Just go over to the Franklin Police Department. They have me somewhere in that building." And we used to laugh. And he he's the one who used to always bring up, "Look, what we think is a big rivalry between Franklin and Oak Creek is nothing compared to what." That 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 South Milwaukee Cudahy um, game used to be, and what that rivalry where people would talk about it, you know, for eleven and a half months about, hey, next year we got you, we're going to get you next year, that well, kind of and, stuff. And, and you could bet your life that uh, the coaches on both staffs were reminding their players all week of that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he used to say, I can't even stop and get a haircut or an ice cream anywhere in Franklin. Because I'm yeah. telling you, they, yeah. they, especially the week of the game, because I'll just disappear. They've got me. Just go to the basement <laughs> of that police department, and and they definitely have me there. Hey, Bertie, I we we just congratulate you so much, and we look forward to, to you just having a great night tonight and and really take it all in soak it all in and understand that there's a lot of people out there that that certainly have a lot of love for you and and the fact that you're going to be put in this hall of fame is such a big step and and uh just enjoy every minute of this thing tonight well thank you i really appreciate it it's uh i I think the only thing i can say is that it's pretty much a humbling experience i mean never expected it Uh, it came out of the clear blue and uh I, 
I certainly appreciate it. Hey, t- well, I look forward to tonight, Bernie, and, and meeting you in person. I am looking forward to it as well. He is Bernie Schmidt, newest, one of the newest members going into the Hall of Fame for the WFCA. And, that again, that banquet is tonight. And uh, there's still, I think you can still get in, right, Tom? Yeah, you'd have to, I believe, so. that's a Sharna question. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just say, look, if you want to drive up there and say, McGivern said I could pay at the door and get in, Use my name. I don't know if that's going to help. Actually, tell him Swindle said it was okay. And tell him you want to sit near the Bernie Schmidt people. That'll get you in for sure. The Bernie, thank you very much. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Taylor Lucas, offensive line coach and run at game coordinator at UW-Stevens Point. Where did he play high school football, Tom? Well, he finished at uh, Brooksville East, uh, and that's the important one. Yep, there's no doubt. And he... uh, he certainly had a really good, that last year anyway, really good football coach. And we'll talk to Taylor Lucas on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin at 1250 a.m. The Fan. You mess with one man, you got a song. The boys are falling. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.